mixing it up with Maggie podcast edition. Um, I officially have to specify that now because um, as of today, we are launching a video component um, to the podcast. And for the first um, video component, we had um, I had my friend Sasha come over and teach me how to make this traditional Panamanian drink called Chicheme. So you guys can watch that. I'm going to put the link down below. And to continue in this like festive spirit of like our favorite Latin American rituals for this time of year, um, Sasha is back here with us and we're going to be talking a little bit about some traditional Panamanian customs. So Sasha, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. I hope you tried Chicheme because Chicheme is life. Yes. <laughs> I, it doesn't have to be a holiday drink. You can drink it any time of the year. It's good. It's yeah. just that good. <laughs> so as we're sitting here drinking some of uh, the chicheme that we just made, um, I'm going to ask que uh, some questions. So, Sasha, let's start with what are some um, traditions that Panamanian people do for this time of year? Like it could be like Christmas or New Year's. So from my mom, she was saying that I, I also Googled it, but I'm going to go with what my mom said first. So she said that like back, she grew up in La Ciudad de Panama, Panama City. And she went to El Campo because her parents, her out, my bisabuelos had like a, a house in the fields, but she spent most of her time in the city. Um, she said a lot of people competed for like house decorating and especially the private houses in Panama and people families would get together in groups and walk the streets to like admire all the house decorations and people would get the best neighborhood or block or house would get an award actually and then she was also saying that like a big thing is Nochebuena Christmas Eve where big a big feast where at midnight everybody would eat We'd hug. We do this now. We eat, we hug, we have a glass of wine or whatever for the kids, you know, a little apple cider, non-alcoholic, of course. And we would open gifts at midnight. Like, the moment midnight struck, we eat, then open gifts. Um, and then she said some people, because Panama is still, like, a country where a lot of people are Catholic. Like, a lot of um, Latino countries, people would go to church. And then on to the Google Google was saying that, I mean, actually, it's a website that says Christmas Traditions Panama. Um, it said that a lot of Panamanian traditions are a mixture, mixture of Spanish and American traditions and very highly religious, like I said, Catholic people, you know. And then, And also, we celebrate Dia de los Reyes Magos, and kids get gifts on that day. My mom never gave gifts, but what she did was our Christmas tree would go up right before Christmas and she would leave it up until the day after La, El Dia de los Reyes Magos. And she would put out carrots and, you know, what you give to Los Reyes Magos. Um, and then apparently there's big parades in Panama for the holiday. The Reyes Magos thing, I wanted to just drop that in because um, for us Dominicans, for example, we, at least for me, like I never celebrated Christmas like, on Christmas Day, like I always, Christmas was like a, more of like a religious thing for us, and we have like a nativity scene in our house. Um, but we used to get the gifts on January 6th, which was um, Los Tres Reyes Magos or Three Kings Day. Okay, so when you mentioned nativity scene, that was like light bulb. When I was younger, my mom always used to have a nativity scene in her house. Now she doesn't do it, she just does a tree. 
I don't know if it's a Panamanian thing or not, but my abuela always makes us eat 12 grapes with seeds. And then we count the, I, I, I don't, I think this is just my parent, my, my uncles and my mom, they count the seeds for lottery numbers. <laughs> but, um, and then the last thing, there's food for Panama. They do chicken tamales, arroz con pollo. Um, some people do turkey and they're, oh, wow. There is, I've heard of it, but I didn't really like, even think of this. There is a Panamanian Christmas, actual Christmas drink called romponche. Mm. I don't know what it's made of. I've never had it, but I've heard of it. Well, you are in luck because if you stick around for the next episode, um, I'm going to be doing a Dominican romponche because there is like a another drink, um, ponche, ponche dominicano. But before we get to that, I do want to say that um, the 12 grape things, it reminds me of something that my mom always does with me as well for New Year's. We actually um, eat 12 grapes for the 12 months and you make a wish for each one. But the whole seeds thing, I'm going to try it out this year and see, you know, what kind of numbers I get. Maybe maybe I'll get lucky. I don't know. Um, you mentioned Christmas Eve. And I think for Latinos, Christmas Eve is much of a bigger holiday than actual Christmas um, because we have that kind of Catholic tradition of waiting for January 6th for the uh, uh, for the three kings. We don't really do that much on Christmas, we go to church and, and we pray and, you know, we welcome baby Jesus and all of that stuff. But um, the food we always have for my in my family, especially my family in Florida that I mentioned before, we go all out. And um, for, I think for both um, Christmas Eve and then also for New Year's, we have like an actual like lechon. So we actually have like a backyard cookout where we have the actual pig roasting for hours and hours as well um, in the back. My uncle's fiance, uh, she's Dominican. So one time we went, I think it might, I don't know if, it, I don't think it was Noche Buena because I was sick when they had Noche Buena. But for Thanksgiving, they had a lechon. But it was like store made and the skin was hard and nasty. I was like, they should have made them this themselves. But I was like, I realized that it is a Dominican tradition to have like a whole pig. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. is a lot. This yeah. is a lot. Yeah, because usually there's there's a lot of family and we tend to have large families and everybody comes together. Um, even people from that we haven't seen, you know, the rest of the year comes that day. Um, so the the pig actually lasts for everybody. So I think it's more of like a, even though it's delicious and everything, I think it comes from the fact that it can feed a whole the whole family we're coming off of thanksgiving which is not a holiday that it's a latino holiday but latin american countries have adopted it to a certain degree like i know for example in dominican republic they even have like black friday now because it's so americanized but we had to here like our family we do like accion de gracias but i don't think for them they don't understand or they don't know exactly where that the holiday come from but I think the the rest of the year when it comes to like, um, you know, Noche Buena and then Navidad and then um, New Year's, those are traditionally the same all around. So which one of those is like your favorite um, holidays and which which one is like your favorite tradition to do on that day? Thanksgiving, I don't like the history 
and I accept it more as like a day of giving thanks and being with family and being together and being grateful and eating good food. Some some years I will do community service and then I'll come home for dinner. Like one year we were certain cans and stuff like that or do some service to be grateful and thankful for and then for Christmas like I really loved Christmas as a kid like yeah, I feel like it was my favorite after my birthday um and then as I got older and started learning I was like I realized how commercialized and capitalistic Christmas has become here in the U.S. and I didn't appreciate that and I feel like just like Thanksgiving it's a time to come together with your family and appreciate their time and I've it makes sometimes these holidays like that make me sad because my Latino family is extremely dysfunctional. So we, it's been years since we've had a Thanksgiving or a Christmas all together. It makes me like it makes me sad because I love my mom and dad, but it'd be nice to have my Theo and his kids, his grandkids, and all that yeah. stuff. Tearing up a little bit, but um, it's sad because you see these times where your friends are posting pictures on social media with their whole family, and you're. You're happy to be at the table you're at, but you're at the table with your mother, your abuela, and your dad. Mm. And you know you have so much family. But they're not there because your mom is tired of your your um, your theo's bullshit. Um and then their kids, because they were raised by these people, have the same traits and tendencies as their parents. Yeah. So I just have to say like I think also something that we, you know, we're talking about like our, our traditions and what what we kind of, what our parents also like bring from their Latin American countries to us. And one of the things that we kind of sometimes forget or we sweep under the rug is like these kind of dysfunctional family dynamics that happen and are kind of revealed during these kind of, you know, um, emotional time of the year, which is well the holidays. Um, and for some people you know they don't have enough family but i think that whomever wants to be there is there and whomever you need is there and so in that spirit um you cook you clean you do everything that you need to do um and those are the people that you that you call family that you spend your holiday with i think thanksgiving for all of its you know uh tragic history i think for everyone it's that first holiday that kicks off everything else and that's where like you know you get like people asking you about your personal life or you get people trying to compete against each other um in terms of like oh i have a better job than you or i'm you know i got married this year or like uh, i didn't or like i got a divorce and for much for as much as we love you know the food and the company and the drinks um we also kind of try to maneuver away around the, the family drama that happens and and it's not just I don't think it's like a Latino thing I think it's just family thing but it is something that I think with with a Latino family we have so many like big personalities and there's a lot of like Spanish and English happening and you know um, a lot of like intergenerational drama that happens as, as well and um, again, these are things that are brought with them. You know, um, I can speak with my fa- about my family as well, where it's like there is like this kind of drama that usually probably already happened in Dominican Republic that you have no idea what happened. 
you have you know there's before you even was born it happened and then it slowly trickled in to the united states and then here it probably even got bigger because of you know um economic and like language disparity between the 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 siblings and the cousins and whatever and those things are then passed on to to um to us kids and then probably to our kids if we don't if we don't not acknowledge it and stuff it literally takes it it's forced me to have to be grateful for who i have in the holidays and who i keep in contact with in my family who you keep in contact even after the holidays too you know so with whomever you're with during the holidays what is your favorite what's like your favorite thing to do with them Noche buena, eating dinner at midnight. Open. When I was younger, we used to open presents on Christmas morning, like American style. But then once I got older, they were like, eh, we could do it at midnight. But I'm not big into gift giving. I try to get my parents like one present each. When I was not working, I didn't get them anything. But now I'll be like, what do you really want? I'm going to get you this. And so we don't give too many gifts. But when I was younger... My mom felt like she was omniscient. I would write something on my Santa wish list and I wouldn't give it to her, but she would have it under the tree for me. It was like magic. <laughs> like for Christmas, I love, you know, being together with my family and I also love watching Christmas movies. But my favorite all-time Christmas movie is A Year Without Santa Claus. Like if I do not watch this movie, Christmas has not happened. I'm going to put the, 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 link, the link down below, but I think a lot of people would know what that movie is. It's part of ABC Families, now known as Freeform's 25 Days of Christmas. You've probably seen it. And I like one year, I did not see it. So I Googled it and found it on YouTube and watched it oh my on my computer. I'm not like the biggest Christmas person because um, I remember earlier you were talking about how Christmas has become a little bit like um, too like materialistic. And ever since I started working in retail, I Christmas took a completely different look for me. So even though I, I like the whole, I love the tradition of opening the gifts at midnight, um, we just started to do that recently. Because um, to be honest with you, my Christmas was in April. Like I would, you know, ask my mom for something in, in Christmas, during Christmas, and she would get it to me like after her taxes. Cause we were in a single parent household, so we didn't have a lot of money. And so Christmas would come at a different time of the year. But um, my favorite holiday is New Year's. New Year's is my favorite holiday. And we have some crazy Dominican, my mom's traditions. So what are some of you? You mentioned the grapes. Is there anything else you do at New Year's? For New Year's, like my grandmother makes black eyed peas. I don't know why, but she makes it every year. So I think it's a tradition. And then, but you had mentioned that your Christmas was in April when your mom got her taxes. When I was younger, like now looking back at it, things make sense because my dad worked a temp job. My mom was a stay at home mom for the first almost until I was eight. Around the time I was eight, they both got steady permanent jobs. Um, but before then, they scrapped, like, I didn't realize how much they scrapped together to make sure things looked okay for me. Like, my mom has a sewing, let's not tear up, my mom has a sewing machine in the basement that she used to make my clothes because she couldn't afford. Um, my dad, he used to work temp at different companies. 
So he worked at Juicy Juice when I was a kid. He worked at Nestle and he would bring me back like these big Juicy Juice cans and like Nestle stuff. And I would be so happy, but I didn't realize like this is stuff he just got because they were like, hey, you can take some. Um, you can you can you can bring some home to your family. And I just thought like, oh, yay. But I didn't realize like, this is a job that my dad had for a little bit. And then a few months and a few months or weeks later, he would be to the next job. I feel you when you say like from a household with not that much money. Because yeah. my uncle decided to guilt trip me and tell me how much my parents struggled when I was a baby. I'm like, I understood that they worked hard, but I didn't realize how much. He just told me, and but I think he told me, because he was like, you're ungrateful. You need to understand what they did to make sure you're. But I think we don't, we really would never truly understand or appreciate until maybe we have our own kids or like we're just a little older. But um, I, I was also fortunate enough that there were so many people around in terms of my family that helped out. So, you know, I think my mom would, whether she needed to borrow money or she needed to, you know, go half seas on, on, on a gift or whatever, she would do whatever she needed to do, similarly to your parents, where they would not, I, my mind now doesn't, doesn't comprehend like the thing that, um, how can you afford that? All right. So. I don't know about you, but New Year's is my favorite holiday. So let's talk a little bit about New Year's. You mentioned a little bit about the grapes with the seeds and the number, but is there anything else that you do for New Year's? My abuela makes black-eyed peas. I do not know why. I know it's something for good luck. Like, I've never, at, like, really asked her, but it's for my abuela and for my mom, it is not New Year's without black-eyed peas in our meal. We eat at midnight. Um, we call, like we hug each other. We call other family members to say Happy New Year's. Last year was the first New Year's ever that I was out of town. I went with my friend whose birthday is on New Year's Eve to the Poconos for her birthday. And the first, even though I was turned as hell, I was turned. I was drunk. I called my mom. First thing did when midnight struck, I called my mom, and she was at home with the usual holiday crew, my dad and my abuela, and I just shouted, Happy New Year's! Ma, dad, abuela. <laughs> and it was crazy because, I don't know if it's a Latino thing or not, you're just not out of the house on New Year's Eve. It is, I don't, it, it might be. I think it comes from, at least from from my family, it comes from the fact that there were so many um, people that were drunk and and also um, just a lot of different like accidents and things would happen um, in our where like we, where we lived in the Dominican Republic, and it was a it was not even just like a a big holiday, but it was like a dangerous holiday to be outside. So um, also like there's this thing was like, well, you want to spend the first minutes of the new year with your family, with the people that love you. So it was in it to this day. It is still, it, it still is. I think one time I told my mom like, Oh, I really want to go to like the new year's thing um, in times square. And she was like, what? Like, why do you want to go there? Like th there's no, like in their mind, they, they don't understand why we would spend it with other people other than, other than family. For us, we have like lentils. I don't know if you guys do that as well, but my mom would throw around lentils and that was like something that would give us um, 
that will bring prosperity. So she would put lentils in like um not only around the house, but to this day, like it would be like March or whatever. And I would open up my purse and there would be like a little pieces of lentils in there. I think I don't know if it was every year, but my mom's definitely made lentil soup. I don't think it was a throwing of lentils, but definitely a lentil soup she's made sometimes. So motif, you guys, lentils, lentils for good luck and for um, for prosperity. So finally, before we leave, um, do you have any um, what is something that you're thankful for this year and what is your New Year's resolution? I know it sounds corny, but I'm thankful for um, my friends and I'm thankful for my family for supporting me, being my bouncing board for everything and calling me out on my bullshit when needed to because earlier this year after I got out of school, I went through a period where I just didn't feel creative. I didn't want to do anything. I just laid around the house. Actually, when I was interning at m and I would come to m and I would help teach and then I go home lay in my bed and cry like I was just in a funk and my friend Imani was like if you want a job if you want a paycheck take apply to my job and after that like it's not even just the paycheck it's just meeting the new people and like being around a different bunch of people it just helped me get out of that funk and it helped me like get back to being creative get excited about creating again because I wasn't like it was so bad I wasn't excited to pick up my camera anymore but I'm so thankful that you got over that funk because you also have helped me be more creative um I think we all go through something like that but is that something that you want to continue to to do in the new year like just keep creating I hope so. Keep creating with me. I'm like, I want to keep creating with you because I feel like we learn from each other and we bounce off of each other and we have great energy together. So what is your, what is your, like your, besides creating, what is something else that you want to do, want to accomplish next year was like your New Year's resolution? For next year, I'm like, actually this year I kind of started something that I've been making my resolution, which is taking better care of my skin. Like, I've never had like a skincare routine or a face care routine. I was just like, eh, wash his face and shower. And that's how you know you're getting a little older, Sasha, because let me tell you before I was really into makeup and then like I hit maybe like 24 and I was like, ooh, skincare. And now I get more excited about like skincare than I do makeup. Like other resolution, other than creating and then the fact that I'm proud of my commitment to my skincare now, uh, it's to try because right now I'm working a reception full-time job that is just fueling my money to pay for my passion Mm -hmm. I want to slowly move towards a job that's closer to my passion next year either whether it's editing video helping teach people learn how to make videos something like that so that's my goal for next year. Like my parents are like, you need a job now, and I'm like, I'm gonna work on it. I'm. You need a career. You don't need a job. We yeah. we need a career. That's what it is. Yeah, so I'm gonna put the links down below to um, Sasha's work so you guys can see, um, because she doesn't do just you know podcasts and talk about you know Christmas and family, but she actually actually does like video editing. Um, thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Sasha not only for coming by and teaching me um, about um, 
Kicheme, but also for opening up and getting us into like a much more deeper topic than just like the fun side of holidays, but also like what what other things the holidays are about and um which is something that i i didn't think about doing this podcast which is which is really great so thank you for bringing that up um any final thoughts before we go i want to say thank you guys for listening um i did not expect to come and just tear up and cry about my family but i did maybe it's the different space i'm in now but i hope that this conversation we had opens up you guys to have conversations with your friends about this to think about these things because these are things we normally just keep to ourselves and keep it bottled in so i hope you appreciate our conversation on it and you continue the conversation in your own circles because that's the only way people are going to actually make action and talk about these things bring it to your friends we brought it to you now bring it to your people yeah so you guys um not everybody celebrates christmas or new year's or anything so just happy holidays and stay tuned for my next video i'm i'm gonna try and, and make it really great for you guys i'm i'm thinking of ideas already um but i'm gonna put the link down below and then also for my net my next podcast i'm i'm excited about this new um venture and i hope you guys are too thank you mm-hmm.